Craig Ings TV One podcast. Color identities, um, or what's wrong with color identities, or what people's problem with card identities. Right. So I noticed a lot of people. I just finished watching something where somebody was complaining about green being, you know, a bad color, and it needs more cards and stuff like that. And I'm like, no, green doesn't need more cards. Not saying that green shouldn't get more cards. Green just got some really, really good new cards to play with. But the thing is, is it didn't need new cards. Because saying that statement is implying that it's it's not good right now or at all. Therefore, it needs more cards to make it good. And it's like, no, it already is good. Green is a good color. It's always been good color. Never stopped being a good color. A lot of people just overlook green. It's, it's like, best way to put it is... Green is a great color. There's a lot of great green stables. There's a lot of green cards that were banned and restricted because they were that powerful. You literally have a green leader that was banned because it was good, you know, sell was that one. I mean, uh, 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 hand control, cell surge. Cell surge, anyone? Like, that's a green, yellow leader. It's still green. It counts. It doesn't have to be mono green for it to be green. It just has to have green in its color identity and it's green. It's like Android 21, Bad Omen. That's green. It's a good card and it's green. You know, right? Android uh, six, uh, 18, Super Combo is green. Napa, Super Combo is green. You know, it has red, obviously, but it's green. The new Cell Super Combo, the green-yellow one, it's green. It still counts because it has green in it. You got the, what, you got, uh, you got the blue-green, Angel check, counterplay, green, right? And the list goes on. The point is, is that there's a lot of cards that have green in it or is mono green that is good. Rebrand anyone like Stormy Potential, Roshi, which is banned, but notice how good that card was. That's why I got banned. Proof that green is good. Like you got a lot of stuff that was banned. Um, Belmont. You know, double devastation, green ban. Like, come on, this whole bullshit. Like, green is terrible. Green is bad. It's like, no, no, it's not bad. It has some bad, some cards got banned, yes, but the color itself is not bad. The thing about green, its main color identity is that it's hand control with some board control. That's mainly what it does. You know, makes your opponent lose cards from their hands. It makes your and it kills your opponent's battle cards. That's like the main thing that green does. That doesn't sound like a bad thing. That's a good thing. That's what you want. That's a very powerful effect, which makes green very powerful because it does two things you want to do in a resource-based card game. Get rid of your opponent's hand, which is a resource, and get rid of their board because without a board, they, they can barely attack you, right? And green, if you notice, green is one of the, one of the few colors that actually has effects that can uh, kill unisons. Field cards can kill cards that are typically hard to kill or get rid of, like field cards and unisons. And green have it. But it's so ironic that people want to throw shade at green as if green is a like the worst color in the game when it's not. Every color is powerful and strong in its own way, and it's supposed to be that way. It's supposed to be different. And as a player, you choose which, you know, 
which path you want to go on and then play the very best you can in that, right? So green is only bad if the players are bad, not the color. The color's not bad. The cards in the color is not bad. There are tons of great cards in green. It's awesome. Uh, so Zeno counts as green. Hello. Uh, come on. And we got some new green cards. Some new green unisons are really awesome. And most of the green unisons that are currently exist that I like to play with have abilities to hand control your opponent. How is that not good? Uh, it's like it's like players ask for too much. It's like it's like what what y'all want from what y'all want green to do? Ramp? What you want green to do? Counterplay? Like blue does? Like what like you want green to burn like red or be aggro like red? Like you know you you want green to you know overwhelm like like black? Like come on, you're asking too much for <laughs> you're asking way too much and being being unlogical. It's like don't make no sense. Green is awesome as is. And we just got some new good toys to play with. So now you can switch up. We got some new staples now. So we got a unison that you can use as a negate, which is going to replace a lot of negates. Not necessarily going to replace um, uh, dormant, potent uh, yeah, dormant Potential Unleash, right? <laughs> but it definitely could potentially, uh, you know, replace any other, you know, one-drop negates. That we that we typically use, or at least it could just be added. You can play it uh, uh, right alongside everything else. The fact that it's a unison that you can use to help you play charismatic villain Frieza, but also still, it still counts as a negate. The fact that you can negate an attack with it for one energy, and if you empower it, you can make it. You know, have you know obviously two more markers, which lets you play charismatic villain Frieza, and if you get his. Uh, the 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 is auto off by having three or more markers. When you empower it, it can freeze one of your opponent's battle cards from being able to attack. So that potentially stops two attacks, and then you know, the, and then still have the ability to drop a freeze, a freeze on top of that. That's potentially three three attacks you can avoid off of you know just one unison. So that unison has obviously potential, and then the fact that it can be used to feed other empowered unisons you know with with the markers that it has and just you know take it off the board and play something else and empower that so it has it automatically has potential people see it already just like oh good card has potential definitely gonna use it and we got the new golden frieza new form new found power whatever right a new found might um unison that that's a bad that's a bad boy right there. It's a unison counterattack um, effect, right? That it could play itself when your opponent's, you know, turn obviously, right? Counterattack. And it could board wipe if it has four more markers. Doesn't ignore bearer, but hey, you know, beggars can't be choosers, as they say, right? Be grateful that it could board wipe. And look at it. It's a board wipe. Again, back. It, it goes with green, green being awesome. And look at that, we got a unison that can board wipe. Not only that, it also, it's a win con in itself on top of that. Like, it feels like, the irony about this unison is that, to me, it feels like an ultimate, you know? The fact that I can just, you know, drop it, you know, on my opponent, like, surprise, you know? Drop it, clear your board. Hopefully my opponent's tapped out in the process, so the clapback would be 
delicious. And it's gonna have a lot of markers. And then I can minus four and then turn it into a 30K triple strike. They can attack twice. So essentially six damage on a clapback just off of dropping that on my opponent's turn. Like that's powerful. Yet we, we yeah, we got people out here. Green is bad. Green is bad. No, you're bad. You're bad when it comes to playing green. Fair enough. Like I can respect when people if people be like, yeah, uh, green's not popular right now, or not a lot of people playing green, you know, so that's that's a thing. I can respect that. That I can I, I can agree with because yeah, it's true, not many people are playing green. But does not mean the color is bad, it just means they're not playing green. Which means they're obviously playing another color. That's the only reason they're not playing green. It's because they're playing another color. It's not because green is bad. It's because people want to want to either A, play another color because they prefer that other color. But there are some people who like to play, you know, uh, do have their favorite colors and they play those colors or play decks within those colors just because that's their favorite colors. I'm partial to blue and black. So I, but ironically, I play red. I play a lot of red even though my preferred colors is blue and black, but a lot of times y'all do see me play blue and black. Like obviously my Hatchyak deck is black. Um, obviously, uh, well, uh, if I use the the colored versions, obviously that that's you know that's different. But typically mono black or the multicolor, you know the different colored um, Hatchyaks. And then I got the set two Zamasu, which is my main blue. But I do play other blue leaders, but that's my main blue leader. That I use. I play blue, so I play blue a lot. I'm build a lot of blue decks. It's just that you know I do tend to play a lot of red deck, um, red a lot. And then, you know, that's why it's just, it's just like yeah, I'm not against green. Green is good. Green got a lot of good toys. And I built some green decks. It's just that I don't play the color as much. But it's not because it's bad. No, it's because I just have a preference for other colors and I'm just used to playing these other colors because I'm used to these cards from these other colors. If I'm not against yellow, I'm not against green, I just don't play those colors as much as I play the other the other colors. But that's the point is like when a lot of people lean towards, especially when like net decking is a thing. So if you got certain players that, that like certain colors or they just play a certain color like, oh, you know what? I'm going to play yellow. I'm going to play some yellow Gohan or something or some or Sin Shinron um, yellow right deck and then some people see it and they're like oh I want to play that deck too and then they play and then that becomes meta right that becomes popular playing yellow you know playing a yellow deck becomes popular but that doesn't mean that every other color is bad just because people choose to follow a trend that's the only thing is like yes Green is not trending right now, but doesn't mean the color is bad. It's just not trending. Same thing goes for any other color. Like last week, yellow was the shit. This week, I heard some some people literally saying yellow's trash. Like what? But wasn't yellow doing good last week? Like what's going on? So it's just, and that's the thing is, the inconsistency, the constant back and forth of people just like saying something is good at one point and then saying it's bad at another point. It's like, come on, make up your mind. Either think the the color is in general bad period all day every day regardless if it gets new cards or not, or you're just one of those bandwagoners, one of those people that just follows trends 
everybody starts saying a, a certain color is bad, you immediately want to jump in and, and agree when it's not even true. They just don't favor it. It's not popular at the, at the time, okay? But the idea of labeling it, oh, this color is bad, this color needs more support, and it's like, but this color has been getting support for a long, long time. Y'all just don't respect the color like y'all should. Y'all don't, don't use the color as often as y'all should. It's only those rare occasions where somebody's like, you know what, I'm gonna play cell search. Bang, brings green back into the, into the limelight because somebody decided to actually play green. Not because green was ever bad, it's just because people didn't play. And that's the thing, when you, when you have people who follow trends, instead of actually trying things out themselves and playing their own way or playing what they like. You know, it was funny, cell chain is still viable. That's why cell, oh, not to surprise, cell search resurged, right, into the scene. Uh, because it's like, uh, you do know you can still cell chain people. We can still play the five drop. Uh, I think you need 18 if I'm right. Right? I can't remember. It's been a while. You know, just put one of the 17s or 18s, whatever, under it and bang it. Instantly drop the seven drop, you know, perfect for a cell and boom, break your opponent's hands. Which is a very powerful effect, which we still have access to. Perfect for a cell has not been limited to one copy per per. Know, per deck it's the three drop that's been limited but we don't need the three drop it's just nice because it lets us do the chain sooner than later but realistically when you want to go for game it's usually uh, turn four or turn five anyway so the idea of like you know i mean if you could you know go for game turn three then i'm not i'm not against it i understand you want to you know go for game turn three if you have the, the ability to drop perfect core cell on turn three and go for game I don't know if you could, that's understandable, but again, it's not that logical. Consider the fact how many uh, free negates we have in this game. Units and blockers on top of many other things. Some leaders, you know, have some really strong effects that can protect, protect themselves defensively anyway, to make it harder for you to finish them off in, in a single turn. So, you know, the idea of like, oh, just turn three, you know, cell and automatic have advantage is like, yeah, that's not guaranteed. Because even dropping uh, cell Zeno is not a guaranteed uh, um, win condition like it used to be. Especially when you have a lot of these free negates. Like I said, innocent blockers are a thing. Counterplays, <laughs> you know, not all counterplays, you know, uh, try to affect the battle card. Sometimes they just, oh, I counterplay, drop this thing, which is a blocker, and this will be helpful when I have to block your, your cell Zeno attack, right? If I can at least block one of his attacks, I have a higher chance of surviving, right? Logic. So that's why it's just so funny to see people, you know, throw shade at green over and over again. Like, oh, Bandai is not listening to us. We keep telling them green is it's not a good color, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, green is a good color. I just don't respect it like y'all should. Green already does what it's supposed to be doing, and it does it very well. So well that most of y'all don't even remember that it does it well. It does it so well that y'all forget. And then y'all be like, oh, man, green needs some new stuff. That's the thing. Y'all want green to do what every other color does. Because y'all tired of doing the same thing over and over again. Hand control, hand control, hand control. I get it. No one really likes getting hand controlled 
and most not everyone likes to do hand control. Okay, and that's why I understand if y'all don't play green, but to say that color is bad, that's because y'all don't favor that play style. Controlling your opponent's hand, controlling your opponent's board, making the game hard for your opponent. So that way the game is easy for you. Like, really? Y'all want to play the game differently than that? Fine, fine. To each their own. I'm not against it. Again, ultimately, what makes things good is ultimately based off of the players who play the stuff. It's not the colors. It's definitely not the company that creates the card game. It's the players. We choose if something's good or not based off of us playing these cards and how we use them. But that's why it's annoying to see green get shade. And then, you know, even see other colors. Like, it was annoying to hear, you know, for a long time, you know, people talking about red ain't a good color. I'm like, what the hell are y'all talking about? I make so many red deck profiles. How is red not a good color? It's a great color. It's a very fast color. When it comes to fast uh, formats, it's red. Red is the reason why fast formats exist. It is not yellow, it's not green, it's not blue, it's not black, it's typically red. We can kind of say black technically because of VEGX, but VEGX is, is, is wannabe, is, it's pseudo red. <laughs> That's the way I always look at it, it's just pseudo red, it's a wannabe red deck. But that's the thing, you know. <laughs> you know, if you, if, you, if you pay attention, some colors, yes, do steal from other colors, certain, you know, their color identity. So some colors steal from other colors, you know, color identity. So I can understand the confusions to, you know, favor other colors over, you know, some colors because of the fact that why play blue to, to do what? To... Let's say why play blue to counterplay when let's say green or let's say yellow has a good amount of counterplays. So if yellow has a good amount of counterplays and it has good defensive cards, might as well play yellow because it has a good balance of counters and uh, defense, you know, negates and stuff like that. So it makes it a really good, you know, controlled, you know, color because of that balance. It's like, okay, but it took that from blue. You know, blue can do it too. It's just, okay, yellow, you know, cost-wise, it, it, it does it a little bit better, right? Because they probably made a whole bunch of yellow cards that um, the counter uh, for cheap. Like, for example, you, in blue, you got the, the five-drop Golden Avenger 8, right? Which is a counter, which is a counter, counter but also has other effects, obviously. Let's just focus on the counter counterpart. But yellow has Swift Retaliation Cooler, which costs three in order for it to counter counter. And then originally, long ago, we used to have Bad Ring Laser, which costs one energy either scatter card to counter counter. So you see, yes, blue and yellow have counter counter capabilities, but the cost to play the the cards, you know, uh, yellow has the cheaper cost. So. It's understandable that people will gravitate to yellow because of the cheaper cost. But it's not that yellow is the only one that can counter-counter. No, blue can counter-counter too. It's just the cost is what separates them. So that's why, of course, people like cheap, right? They like things to be cheaper. So, of course, they're going to lean towards cheaper stuff. <coughs> Same thing as, you know, when we started having a rival. 
multicolors became really popular really quick because mainly because of Arrival. Arrival definitely sold us on the multicolor um, concept because it made things cheaper. You could play big boss monsters, right? Big boss creatures for relatively cheap. You just had to meet the conditions. And it was easy to meet the conditions. So that's the thing is like when things get cheaper as it were, it gets more popular, you know? Just like when cards get easier to use. Because imagine if Android 17 turned the tie, which is a seven drop which normally means you have to hard cast it. Um, and, the, and the earliest you could play it is by ramping up to it, right? You could play on turn six, maybe turn five if you're lucky. But imagine Android 17 turning ties turn one. Think about how, how nasty that would be. So imagine if we had a way to play on turn one. Imagine if we had a way to, you know, cheat them out, right? Imagine if they made a new, uh, you know, 17, right? Or just a new card that can do what seventeen does, but it, you know, it, its cost get drastically reduced. Imagine, sorry, imagine if they made an ultimate that has the the power, you know, the ability to be played for free, like maybe Hatchiac, or be be have its energy cost reduced, like uh, uh, Pan Time Maiden. Imagine an Android seventeen on turn side that gets cheaper, right? For your battle cards. Notice I said battle cards. Notice I said battle cards. I didn't say blue battle cards. I said battle cards. Think about how busted that would be. Because then if you're playing a token-based deck like the new token Toa leader, right? The Toa leader that does to makes tokens, then you can drop this bad boy pretty much for free. And bang, instantly 17. I mean, Android 17 turns out is your opponent, right? If they did something like that. Granted, an ultimate is only one copy. So the likelihood of you pulling it, you know, you getting it in a 50-card deck is... Slim, but not impossible. So imagine just being able to do that. Just like, oh, turn one, bang! Just, I just, I just turn in the tires of hands. Like, oh shit! Start swinging and going ham, right? I'm definitely always trying to make certain cards, you know, good and playable. But that's for a different conversation. This is just about, you know, my gripe with, you know, some of the community, you know, specifically the one, you know, content creators have a habit of, of doing this, certain ones in particular, have a habit of doing that one week when they're posting videos, you know, they'll, they'll throw, you know, they'll talk about a certain color being bad, and then the next week, they, you know, they start saying that the color is good, and it's like, okay, uh, what what happened, what, what changed? We didn't get a new set, we didn't get new cards for that, uh, new cards for that color, so how did... Last week, the, the, the color was good, but this week, suddenly, it's not good. That makes no sense. And they're always trying to make it general, like generically. Like generically, yellow is bad, or generically, black is bad, or generically, blue is bad. It's like, <clears throat> not because, oh, blue is not popular this week, red is popular this week, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, that makes sense. Could that be true? That's a true statement. You know, popularity. A certain color is more preferred than another color. That's understandable. But to say a color is bad in general, like... Like, like it was built wrong, like Bandai didn't give it the proper support or something like that. That's bullshit. Bandai's been doing a pretty good job of, of giving love to every color. Yes, some colors get lo more love than others, but still, every color is still getting something. Because again, it's like, what do you want from, from green? What do you want from red? What do you want from yellow? You know, what do you want from blue? 
like these colors already have a lot of cards that fit their their, their color um identity you know it's like for me i'm not ever looking like oh we need more cards that can do this and this color we need more cards that can do this and that color like i'm always looking i'm more interested in mechanics and new card types right you know uh cards like unisons that can negate attacks that's new or unisons you can combo with or extra cards you can combo with that was kind of cool when they started doing that because i was like damn it sucks that extra cards you can't combo with them but then made battle cards they can negate an attack for one energy right and they have 5k combo power so you could combo with them because they're battle cards so the so that was nice to thought oh yeah that's how you can do it. You take a battle card, turn it essentially into a negate, right? An extra card, essentially. Give it the ability of a negate, and now it's a negate that can combo, right? Now they got unison that can negate an attack. So not only is it a unison to do what we do with unisons, obviously, but also it can negate an attack. That makes it useful. Just like unisons being blockers makes them useful, especially because of their, their whole loyalty, I mean, their whole counter system thing, right? The markers make it where they stay on the field longer. So, you know, they can block for a couple turns. So once you play them, they'll stay there for a while. So you literally can put a shield, right, to protect your leader for a couple turns until your opponent manages to get rid of the unison. And that's if they ever do get rid of the unison. So stuff like that is a big deal. So I'm always looking for that. That's what I'm expecting. You know, new ultimates, right? Uh, you know, new... Super combos, you know, they have new effects, and they gave us some new multicolor super combos that have effects, and I, and I approve, of course. Um, and it's like, I'm, you know, more unisons, obviously. I'm a fan of the card type, and they're really good ones. And I was like, oh, yeah, I like this one, I like that one. So definitely going to be adding them to my unison folder and start, you know, building decks with them, obviously, and upgrade decks with them. But then... You know, it's just the weird thing of just people really just focusing on color and that they want more for that color. But it's like the color rate has so much. It's just y'all don't respect what's in those colors. There's tons of good cards and chains. The funny thing is green has a lot of uh, chains, like like cell chain type stuff, um, type of engines where, oh, this one drop gets me into this and this gets me into this and this gets me into this. Green has Harutagon chain. Green has Cell chain. Green has Lord Slug chain. Uh, well, it has a Lord Slug chain. Yellow, yes, has its own Lord Slug chain. Um, and, you know, and the list goes on of, of the different types of chains. Um, what was it? Uh, green has, has a Broly chain. Not great. Um, a little outdated, but you get the point. It, at least it has it. You know, like, that's the thing. It, um, oh, now we got the green piccolo or green yellow, right? We got the green piccolo chain and a yellow piccolo chain. So, you know, you got that stuff. So we got Namekian chain, if you want to call it that. But there's a point. Look, like, we got green is getting love. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like, not only is it getting love right now. Think about it. It's today a video was uploaded and somebody was saying green was was bad and it needs more cards even though we just got a whole bunch of green new good cards and leaders in the past two weeks yet people are still saying oh green is is a bad color green is a bad color it's like really but we're getting some really good shit in green right now 
and we've been getting some good shit in green for a while now. We got some interesting things in green for a while. The thing is, just people are not willing to make these things, you know, popular. You know, people just want things to be always easy. So even if green came out with like a really strong um, deck, but requires you to be good with the deck, like you have to actually be good at the game in order to really play the deck at its you know fullest potential. People are gonna be like, oh, this deck is trash. It's like, nah, it's not the deck. The deck is made to be strong. It's made for a strong player to play. The problem is, is that you're not the strong player, so that's why you can't play it the way it's meant to be. That's think about it. We had decks that were literally called expert decks. And <laughs> very few people played those decks. Very few. You know? That's why they were called expert decks and not uh, starter decks or noob decks or meta decks. Shots fired, right? Um, They're called expert decks because you literally had to be, you know, a high level player to really, really, you know, play the deck. Because it wasn't for, you know, noobs. But most people just, you know, that's just how it is. There's more, uh, People who still play like they're they just started playing the game last week, um, even though they've been playing the game for like four years now, they still act like they just start playing the game, and they still want things to be easy. And that's the thing: so many people want the game to be on easy mode because it makes it where they don't have to put no effort or actually get good at the game. They just buy, play, buy, play, and that's it. Because everything's on easy mode. There's there's no no need for them to get good. But that really makes the game very uh, lame if it's easy. If my grandma can easily play the game, that's not a good thing. That's not a that's not a compliment for the game if my grandma can easily play it. So, you know, if you really want a true game, a game that makes sense to exist, it has to be hard to play. Not impossible, of course not. Not impossible to play. But it's supposed to be hard because it's supposed to be a challenge. That's the whole point of a game, is that it's supposed to be difficult and you're supposed to get good and overcome the difficulty of it. And that's how you know you have improved and you're good at something because you're good at something that's hard. It makes no sense to, to be bragging or be proud of being good at something that's easy. It's easy. There's nothing there to be proud of, but whatever. That's for a different conversation. But um, hopefully, you know, some people can understand my point of view. It's just the fact that it's just so annoying to just see, you know, not see, but like just constantly keep hearing people complaining. It's like, hmm, there ain't that many deck builders out there. Well, that makes videos anyway. Um, there, there's very few that make videos and mostly any Everybody else who, you know, are deck builders, for example, you know, they build decks and they go to their locals and play it. So they're not out here sharing their, you know, their, their knowledge, right, their experiences with certain decks and strategies. Because there's players out here, like myself, that are always experimenting, always trying to figure out, you know, different ways to play the game. Because it's part of the fun, you know. I already know most of the, the ways, you know, I could easily win the game, you know, 
17 turn of tides, that's not, there's no rocket science when it comes to playing that card. Tell Zeno, right? And the list goes on. But just the fact that it's just, I just like the idea of always trying to find different ways. Because it gets boring, you know, winning with Andrew 17 turn times all the time. So I want to try something different. So let me try a different card. Preferably a card that is hard to play, that not anyone can just play. 17 is easy to play. Just seven energies, bang, drop it, boom, good to go. Your opponent has two life, bang. 17 meter swing, game. Like, doesn't take rocket scientists to play that right, strategy. So I'd rather try to find something different. It's like, oh, this 10 drop Gogeta, active main, 15 energy, and I could deal my opponent four damage, essentially, or just send the four, four crash on their life to the bottom of their deck. It's like, hmm, that's essentially burning them for four. How can I get this 10 drop out, you know, and have the 15 energies? Obviously, if I have 15 energies, I could afford to pay, pay 10 to play it. Obviously, hard cap it. But how can I get 15, right? And then you think of like, wait, isn't there something else that if you have 16 life, I mean, 16 energy, you can, you know, automatically win? Oh, yeah, Beerus, the Beerus leader. 16 energy, he can win. Okay, how can I get to that, to that goal? How can I get to 15 or 16? So I can use either one of those as my win cons. Right? Because I could play that battle card with that leader. All I need is the ability to get to 15 or 16 energy to pull off either the leader's win con, you know, leader's effect, or this uh, Gogeta's effect. You know, that's, <laughs> that's a tall order, as they say, right? That's a tall order. But if I can pull it off, style points, right? I can, I can flex for being able to do that, to be able to pull that off. And I have. Um, if I write not the Beerus um, yet, I haven't played that deck, and um, I just it's just the concept of it. Yes, I've tested, but I haven't actually played it um, against um, decks and try to get it to consistently win through the auto. But I have ramped a lot, and I have definitely used the Super Saiyan Blue Gogeta Frenzy Burst. Which I actually own the, the battle card. Um, but besides that, it's like the thing is that I'm always trying to make things that are hard to play easier to play. So that's why it's a good idea for people to watch my videos and listen to me talk. Very important to listen to me talk because I have a lot to say, a lot of knowledge, a lot of usefulness. So many people just look at my uh, my list of my video, my deck list, right? Just look at what's what's in my deck and then just assume things and ask me questions like, why are you playing this card? Why are you playing that card? It's like, I actually already answered that in the video. If you actually listen to me talk in the video, you'll get the answers. It's weird that people don't want to hear me talk. Like, I have a lot to say. You know, if, if, I, if my voice is boring or whatnot, okay, sorry about that, but... It's my voice. It's how it sounds. I can't change that. But at the same time, it's like you should be interested in the information that I have to sh that I have to say. So I shouldn't have to sound exciting. I shouldn't have to sound like a Michael Bay movie. You know, when I'm when I'm giving you information for you to actually appreciate the information. It's like the quality of the my the sound of my videos or audio shouldn't be more important 
than what I'm saying, than what, what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about should matter more than how it sounds. I can sound like Mickey Mouse. Does it matter? No. What I, what I talk about should matter. Just like does a color, the color, does the color of, you know, a certain, you know, a certain archetype or whatever matter? Not really, you know. It's what you can do within those colors that should matter, not the color itself. So this whole colorism, basically, this whole, oh, green is bad, or yellow is bad, or red is bad, and all this nonsense. It's just really annoying to constantly keep seeing that when it's like, that don't make no sense. These colors are as only are only as good as the players that choose to play them. So the idea of like saying that the colors are bad in general is like no. That's that's you want to blame, you want to throw shade at anybody or throw it at the players. They're the ones that determine what does and doesn't get used, what is and isn't popular. It would never be the the card the creators of the card game. It would never be the cards themselves. They're not living things. So you can't blame them for shit. You can blame the players. You can blame the community of players. That's the only thing <laughs> you can blame. If the game dies and tomorrow because nobody wants to play the game anymore, okay, that's then the game dies. The game can only die ultimately if the player base, the community, lets it die. But it's so ironic how people always want to point fingers elsewhere. They don't want to point the fingers at themselves, which they should be pointing at because they are part of the influence. If you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem, obviously. So if you're out here complaining about a certain color or complaining about certain decks and this, that, and the third, you know, that you're part of the problem. You know, you're definitely not part of the solution. Bro, well, that's the end of the podcast.